Welcome to this episode of the Security Clearance Careers Podcast, ClearCast, your source for security clearance, intelligence community, espionage, national security, and defense contracting updates in our exclusive interviews with intelligence community and government leaders. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Security Clearance Careers Podcast. Today, we're going to be chatting about the complexity of the federal contracting process and maybe some pain points that you've experienced either as a recruiter, a security officer, or any other supporting role within a DOD contractor. So specifically, we're going to talk about the slowdown behind federal contracting, what it can be attributed to and how it affects Americans, maybe some solutions to the lack of standardization and automation behind the bureaucracy of government contracting, as we all know. So today I have Tony Quagg on the line, who is the founder of a Northern Virginia startup called BidScale, a company that's dedicated to supporting the acceleration of the entire pre and post award process through AI powered automation and digital platforms. So Tony, thank you so much for joining me this morning. Hey, Katie, nice to virtually meet you. You know, as a user of clearance jobs, this is a really exciting intersection. Excellent. It is an exciting intersection. And I love that, you know, software has obviously helped in the defense contracting space, especially as we've entered COVID and it's so much more digital. Obviously, whether you're a contracting officer or a part of the proposal team or supporting the other side of the award process, you're going to have a different complaint, I would say. But let's talk about some of the general pain points in the federal contracting process. Sure. So I'm sure there's, to your point, a diverse set of opinions out there. I just want to start off by framing the landscape. It's a big industry, and estimates put annual contracting spend at around six to $700 billion a year. That's managed through over 11 million contracting actions. I mean, there's a lot going on. So, so what's, what's attributing to the slowdown? I could go on and on, but let's limit it to just four points. First things first, it's really complex. Imagine memorizing and staying current with the U.S. tax code, the Federal Acquisitions Regulations, or the FAR. They have thousands upon thousands of pages with very strict requirements and multiple updates a year. That doesn't even get into the agency and sub-agency level of policy. And as a federal contracting officer, you're in charge of navigating that space without mistake. Secondly, everything's well-intentioned, but people know it's not working. Federal procurement was designed to be, to your point, standardized, uh, to be fair, to reduce risk and help the government be good stewards of taxpayer dollars. But you see a lot of well-publicized sentiment on the broken nature of federal acquisitions. The process is too complex. It gets bogged down. It was created to be helpful, but a lot of times it isn't. And you know, the contracting officers, they aren't the perpetrators. They're oftentimes the victims. Thirdly, it's really hard to keep up with demand. Federal agencies, they do more and more through contracting every year. It's really easy to grow the scope of your requirements to ask agencies to do more, but it's not as easy to grow the contracting workforce and also to transform the tools in their toolkit. I mean, imagine a really busy restaurant, a successful restaurant, trying to work off that one burner from 50 years ago when they first started as an unsuccessful restaurant. Sure, that one burner was viable when they were first starting off, but it's a different story when things have tripled or quadrupled through growth. And, you know, other industries, they, they've received their new tools. Contracting and federal procurement, they're always being pushed onto their back foot. Many contracting officers spend most of their energy to stay afloat rather than sharpening their crafts. And because they're at capacity, it's, it's hard to navigate that current landscape. And then finally, there's just really a high-risk nature to this aspect. One misstep can undermine the whole thing and send you back to stage zero. 
Um, Jedi, I think, is the most visible recent example. It was protested into oblivion. And now we have a major capability gap that's impacting the deity's ability to digitally transform themselves. And not to mention how this has set us behind the U.S.'s ability to harness AI, machine learning, and other emerging technologies at the same rates as our near-peer adversaries. I mean, this gap causes contracting officers to fall more and more behind. And it's just a constant loop. And you say far, and I naturally want to shut my ears. But <laughs> no, there are serious uh, challenges or issues that arise. And you know, you mentioned Jedi, what a snafu that whole thing was. And so what challenges or cascading effects do those kind of problems present to contractors and really the entire defense industrial base as a whole? Yeah. And, you know, I, it was really an eye-opening experience for me in the past few years. I, I learned that it's not an us versus them situation. So having been in the federal contracting and on the industry side for a while, um, you know, like many, I've worked through Thanksgiving and winter holidays to respond to a proposal, or I've submitted a proposal only for award to be announced two years later. And, you know, I've signed a lot of contingent offers based on contract award. I, you know, these are standard for our industry that isn't really replicated and isn't really experienced by other industries. You know, from that vantage point, it almost seems malicious by the government. But now having worked with the government on the RFP creation side, I realize you know, people work with good intent. Contracting officers work just as hard to release RFPs and create RFPs as industry does to finalize and submit proposals. But they're bogged down and it's difficult due to that aforementioned complexity. You know, there's a broad perception that government contracting is difficult and some, you know, some people would go so far as to say not worth it. And you see that statistically, fewer than 5% of businesses in the United States, they actually do business with the U.S. government. You know, think about that in the light of that 600 to $700 billion addressable market uh, that the federal contracting opportunity presents. Last year, only 26% of contracting spend went to small businesses. And you know, that's despite all the policies supporting small businesses as well. So in order for this to be a continued sustainable path forward, we, we need to make it easier. There needs to be more manageable business projections. Proposal results need to be more timely. There needs to be less volatility in staffing. And for the workforce, we, we shouldn't need to be so reliant on contingent offers and these, you know, job offers with strings attached type of situations. And lastly, we need to make it easier. Deadlines are difficult to manage. And you know, for proposal managers, I'm sure Kinko's has made a lot of money over the years in overnight printing and reprint jobs to accommodate all of these last minute RFP adjustments. There's an easier path forward. And we see that happening in a lot of other industries. And it's about time that federal procurement and federal contracting also went through that same transformation. Sure. The government obviously moves a lot slower when it comes to modernizing processes. I mean, I remember submitting or trying to find candidates when I was a recruiter for a proposal that was due on December 23rd of all <laughs> days, or you know, having to drive an in-person response to an RFP, you yeah. know, hours away, which was ridiculous. I think ours is the only industry where you actually need to cart in, um, you know, just stacks of binders to submit your business plan, right? Sure. No, it's, it, it's something that's needed in terms of standardizing and, you know, modernizing those processes, like I mentioned. So our audience is, you know, going to hopefully understand, you know, some of these issues that you mentioned and definitely resonate with them but and they understand the problems that these present to the US and its safety but let's talk about sort of the average american why should they care and 
What are the quote unquote real world effects for them with these issues? Well, you said it yourself, Katie. I think there's a public perception that government doesn't transform quickly, that it isn't innovative, that it doesn't move fast enough. Well, it's true. It it takes five to seven years for major acquisitions to complete. And I mean, think about that. By the time something rolls off the factory line and into the hands of the users, it's often heavily outdated. And you know, this happens this happened to a colleague of ours. An agency was interested in procuring iPhones for their staff. And by the time this colleague's iPhone 5 made it to him, Apple was already on the iPhone 8 on the verge of, uh, I guess they skipped 9, right? On the verge of uh, iPhone X. Um, so just to put into comparison, iPhone 5 was announced in 2013. iPhone 8 was announced in 2017. That's a four-year gap. I mean, imagine just having a fresh, opening a fresh box and having a four-year-old phone uh, just and you have to use that for the next five years, right? That's that's the kind of speed that we're looking at. And this happens across all federal contracting. I mean, we talk about cell phones, but we're talking about, we also talk about VA hospital equipment, warfighter support, cybersecurity talent, emerging technologies, AI ML, which is such a hot and important um, topic in the technology space. The same thing's happening here too, where the US federal government is always on the back foot. And we've witnessed a lot of burnout amongst contracting officers. You know, their roles are really important to the process, but it's an uphill battle against the process. And I think former Secretary of Defense Jim Mattis put it best in his 2018 National Defense Strategy. And he wrote, to remain successful, we must deliver performance at the speed of relevance. I mean, consider that line, delivering performance at the speed of relevance. The aspiration is just to deliver relevance. That's a problem. We need to aim for the speed of innovation, not not the speed of relevance. And obviously this this kind of, aspiration is having everyday impacts on the everyday American. Sure. Well, you hit the nail on the head right there. And even just thinking about it from a talent perspective, when you are signing contingent offers for you know cleared talent to work on these programs years away, are those skills outdated? I mean, it, it, from a people perspective or a workfor- workforce perspective, that's also really important. So let's talk problem solving. What are some solutions? And I know that BidScale also has something to offer within this space. Yeah. So, you know, I'm a trained consultant. um, And in consulting, we often use the people, process, and technology framework for tackling challenges. And I think we can apply it here. If you think about it, the government continues to drive acquisition policy reform. There's a lot of buzz and press about acquisition transformation and adaptive acquisition framework, so on and so forth. Well, so that's process. Um, There's also efforts to foster the contracting officer workforce. We have the Defense Acquisition University. We have a lot of organic efforts to mint new contracting officers and train them in the craft. Well, so that's people. Ours is a software angle and we're tackling the technology. And just to talk about BitScale, we're, we're a new um, technology startup. We are trying to tackle and focus on this important issue in the federal procurement space. Um, we, we actually launched in 2020 and we, we launched a week before the nationwide quarantine went into effect. So it started off on some rocky footing, but you know, BitScale, we weathered the storm and we're now expanding rapidly. And our most recent notable achievement was working directly with the Department of Defense and their contracting officers to design, write, release, and award a, a $1.4 billion services contract. And so what is it that we do to help create more of those uh, contracts and accelerate contracting? 
frame our challenge as building the TurboTax of the federal acquisition regulation. BitScale, we have a digital contracting offering, or as we call it, the DCO. And it consists of products and services designed to help modernize and digitally transform federal contracting offices. Um, you know, we provide digital source selection. So whereas the status quo, and you know, this is, again, from the federal procurement officer and the federal contracting officer's vantage point, whereas the status quo is to book people in a conference room with binders, pen pencils, and highlighters and go through you know, stacks of proposals, you know, multiple volumes, and make sure that you document everything and make sure that you don't lose the post-it because that might end up being protested and you, you need all that documentation. Well, BitScale is building a secure computer-based model for source selection, and we're designing it to be faster, smarter, and easier, and really make the lives of contracting officers um, that much better, and, and the, their daily workflows go that much faster. Secondly, we have our AI-powered contract writing capability. So whereas many offices, they rely on manually copying and pasting old RFPs to build a new one. You know, it's, it's surprising being on both sides how similar proposal writing is to RFP creating. It, it, oftentimes, it just starts with, copying and pasting what you did last time, right? Pitscale, we're harnessing modern analytics too. We're acting as co-pilots and co-authors in the process to make sure and help contracting officers learn from the lessons learned across the entire domain space um, and apply just best practices in creating the next iteration of the RFP. We, have, we also offer contract lifecycle management. So whereas agencies are often blindsided by emergency contracting actions and end-of-year scrambles, and again, the... August, July and August is always, uh, July, August, September, always an exciting time for being a contractor and a consultant. Um, same too with the, the life of a contracting officer. Well, BitScale helps coordinate and provides visibility across that full acquisition lifecycle. So it is, we're a little bit keen on making sure that people and our sub, uh, constituents and our customers are aware of what's going on throughout the entire year um, and to manage accordingly. And then lastly, we have our acquisitions advisory capability. So the contracting officer, as I mentioned, the contracting officer workforce, it's stretched thin and we can help. And BidScale, we have a lot of former contracting professionals and that are positioned to lean in and support as well. Excellent. Sounds like a one-stop solution that could solve a lot of issues throughout the federal contracting process. So and I, I do have a, a question in terms of the software from a user perspective, would this just be on the contracting officer side or would it be on the other side of the awardee? Katie, that's a really good question. So we have long-term aspirations, but we're starting with what we believe to be you know, the, the linchpin of the problem, which is the contracting officer side first. And a lot of that is, it extends to the contractor and to the industry side, for example, the submission of proposals, carting in stacks of binders and that should no longer be a thing we live in it's 2022 we live in a digital world that there's better means to do it and so we anticipate that the benefits extended to contracting officers will also extend to industry as well you know just to give a sneak peek our, our further aspirations are also to build tools that the federal proposal process is uh, very standardized and also has its own set of complexities and challenges and one day to to marry the the capabilities that we're providing with the contracting officers to the contractors themselves. I love that. So how, you know, this automation and project management tool, it sounds like it will help contractors in the proposal award process. And so what specific tedious tasks for contracting officers will it take care of? Yeah, I mean, a lot of the, the capabilities are tackling directly the tedious tasks that contracting officers experience. Uh, talk about source selection, talk about documentation, RFP creation, just 
project management, lifecycle management, you really hate to be blindsided by a program manager and saying, hey, my contract is about to expire in five days. Well, okay, you surely could have seen that coming, right? But it's, it's difficult because it's a lot of data to process. And these are all things that can be augmented through software and technology. And, you know, just zooming out a little bit and looking at the broader landscape of what's happening across every industry, we're seeing digital transformation just make a, a, a incredible impact on how day-to-day work goes. And this is for, um, you know, the average day staff, but also just industry-wide as well. We at Bitscale, we're trying, we're striving to provide that same transformation in that federal procurement, contracting and acquisition space. And I mean, contracting is such a linchpin for the health of the federal government. And we're, we're really excited and honored to be supporting the space. And you know, going back to the SecDef Mattis quote, uh, you know, we need to move beyond the speed of relevance and strive towards the speed of innovation. And that's the focus of our efforts at Bitscale. Wonderful. Well, you know, Tony, I really appreciate you joining me today and sort of breaking down what are the breaking points for the federal contracting process, but any closing thoughts for our listeners? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're continuing to expand and we're, we're continuing to tackle this problem. And I, I got to say, it, it's got to be a communal effort. As I mentioned, we're tackling it, our, our piece of the pie through technology, but the continued efforts of uh, government agencies to drive acquisition reform through policy um, and process the continued efforts of contracting officers to um, you know, upskill themselves and keep up with the demand load through the workforce and through the people aspect, but also from the industry side. I, and as I mentioned before, it's it was really an eye-opening moment for me to kind of cross to the other side, not only from working proposals, but also from creating RFPs. And I think it's really important to presume good intent, right? It's It was long hours uh, and late nights and holidays and weekends working to create an RFP. And um, again, it, it was it's often a misperception um, to assume that it's an adversarial relationship. But I think everybody's focused on the, the mission and driving towards making our federal agencies perform to the quality and standards that they're capable of performing. And this, this posture and the situation that we find ourselves in with um, policy and bureaucracy slowing the federal government down this isn't the norm. This isn't what we have to accept. We can ex- we can expect more, and we should all strive towards um, achieving and manifesting that vision. Wonderful. It's a good reminder that everyone is working together between government and industry, and not against each other. So. Tony's company, BidScale, and ContractPod AI announced their partnership in creating this Digital Contracting Office, or DCO, to support the federal contracting teams by providing a unified pre- and post-award contracting experience. So this DCO reduces the burden of the complicated federal contracting process through automation and standardization, speeding up innovation, and not just trying to strive for relevance, and allowing the government to provide cutting-edge solutions while using fewer resources and taxpayer dollars. So as always, for more information on defense contracting news, you can visit news.clearancejobs.com.